0: Masks are now optional for students and staff at Chicago public schools. It comes two weeks after Illinois' statewide mask mandate officially ended. The district is citing positivity rates of less than 1% for the move. WBEZ education reporter Susie Ahn visited McAuliffe Elementary on the north side to see how students and parents are feeling about the change.
1: Yeah, there's only one person in my class who didn't wear a mask. I think it's good for, the, for them to let the kids have a choice.
2: All of the students in my class wear masks. Yeah, most people wore them. Oh, my parents told me I had to. This mask sucks. I've seen a lot of people that were wearing masks, but it's I, I like it how they made it optional <laughs> so kids wouldn't have to force to wear a mask.
0: Susie joins us now to walk us through the CPS decision and to talk about what else she heard on campus. Hi, Susie. Welcome back. Hey, Sasha. And we're taking your calls, too. Are you a CPS parent or do you work in a CPS school? How do you feel about the end of mandatory masking in schools? Are you apprehensive? Are you relieved? We'd love to hear from you. Our number is 866-915-WBEZ. Again, 866-915-WBEZ. So, Susie, walk us back here. How did CPS come to the decision?
2: Well, this, is, you know, was playing out after the legal back and forth that we saw um, at the state level around masking in schools in general um, in the state. Uh, and so CPS uh, recently made the, the policy mask optional, saying that they were aligning with um, CDC guidance, uh, which the CDC had put out in, in February, um, a recommendation that schools drop mask mandates Unless, of course, uh, COVID cases and hospitalizations were high in the given area. Um, You know, and I'm sure that um, the legal stuff, the the things that we were seeing um, from uh, the one downstate attorney who uh, was pushing hard against these COVID mitigations probably played into that decision as well.
0: Mm. And we'll talk more about that. I wonder what's the positivity rate, though, at, at Chicago public schools?
2: As far as we know, it seems to to be pretty low. Um, uh, as of last week, um, 133 students either tested positive through screening or um, self-reported the case. Uh, and, you know, that's out of 300,000 students or so. Um, and as of yesterday, 356 students were either quarantined or isolated.
0: So I mentioned earlier, Susie, you visited an elementary school yesterday. So talk to us a bit more about what parents were saying on that uh first day of things being mask optional? Yeah, I mean,
2: there were some parents who were very much saying they think the mask policy is still needed, especially those who have older, high-risk family members at home. Um, and there were some parents who, you know, they they still chose to wear the mask. They still want their kids to wear masks. But, you know, for them, they're they're saying things are getting back to normal. We just need a little more time with the masks on before we feel like we can you know go back into school with everybody around without the mask um and then there were a few I would say these um were parents among the minority of of parents who I saw uh outside at pickup saying yeah it's about time we went mask optional um let's let's go ahead and take it off let's let's get back to normal
0: yeah well I had discussions at home with my kids about what to do we were preparing for for this day, especially talking a lot over the weekend. And we came to the decision as a family that they were going to keep their masks on. Uh, But what I found interesting, Susie, was just chatting with my daughter this morning, taking her to school. I said, well, how did day one go? And she said, Mm -hmm. well, you know, what's funny is a lot of the kids who were, you know, bragging last week and saying, oh, we can't wait until Monday, they kept their masks on. And I said, why? She Mm -hmm. said, well, I asked them and they said, well, we would be the only ones. So we're going to look silly. So we're just going to keep it on <laughs> because wow. the majority were keeping their masks on. So I found so that's, that that's, really
2: interesting. That is, is interesting. Cause I have a second grader who I said, you're, you know what well, I'm sending you to school with the mask. Uh, keep it on. He does not like to be obedient. Um, so I
0: know that <laughs> oh, really a not second grader on. who doesn't listen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> did not stay on. but I am confident um, what helped at least for our school Uh, They sent out they actually sent out the vax rate for each classroom um, before Monday, and it turned out that his classroom was the highest uh, vaccinated class in the entire school. So that gave me confidence that, okay, well, if you're not going to listen to mom, at least I have some confidence in in your class as a whole.
0: And and the kids that you spoke with, uh, Susie, were they kind of just as mixed as the parents you talked with as far as what side they were on?
2: Yeah, you know, um, there there were definitely some kids who felt like, no, this is safer. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep wearing the mask. Uh, there were kids who were basically saying, I am wearing this only because my parents made me. I don't want to be wearing this. Um, but it was interesting. The few kids who who didn't wear a mask, they did it with confidence, and and they said that, um, you know, no one gave them trouble, even though they may have been like the one or two kids in their classroom without a mask um but but you know it seemed like everybody kind of had this you know you're going to do what you're going to do and that's fine and um so we didn't really hear about um tension between students
0: i see a reminder we want you to join the conversation too so if you are a cps parent or you work in a school we want to hear from you. How do you feel about this end of masking in schools? Our number is 866-915-WBEZ. Let's jump to the phones. Susie, Sarah wants to join us. She's calling from Libertyville. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to Reset.
1: Hi. Hi. I, I'm a substitute teacher this year in Mundelein, Okay. which is mostly a Hispanic district. Um. And I, last year I was a full-time teacher somewhere else. And um, I've been subbing this year, and i'm I'm an older person i'm fifty seven and I just want to say that I was really gung ho on the masks at first, but um lately i it was killing me to not have an emotional connection to not for them to not be able to see my face because that's how that's how you run a classroom. that's how I can handle all my students mm-hmm. and make things work and um when when that mask went optional i was just like it i was so happy yeah. and now uh, for me it's going way better and um sometimes i put it back on especially if i think kids want me to wear one but most of them really don't it it, it, it kind of seems to depend what their parents want and so so i put it on and off because i don't i don't want them to feel unsafe And I don't want their families to feel unsafe. But when I'm talking and I'm in the front of the classroom, I will take it
0: off. Yeah. And I understand what you're saying, Sarah, about uh, I'm imagining as a substitute teacher, that connection, you know, you have a shorter window in order to make that connection with the kids.
1: That is very true. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for sharing. Appreciate your call. Let's move on now to Arlene. Arlene's calling us. Hi. Welcome to Reset. (coughs)
3: Hi. Thanks for, for taking my call. I'm a retired CPS teacher, and I'm also a grandma who takes care of my grandson, who's a CPS student. And my husband is very immunocompromised, and so I'm not real happy. I think we're just not quite there yet to, to say that children should not wear masks, because if my grandson were to um get covid and i heard another caller say that they learned how many children in the classroom were immunized and we got that information too it's 50 percent for his classroom Mm -hmm. but if he were to get covid it would have and 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 my husband gets it he's gonna die so yeah it's we've i've been so careful for two years and now i feel like i it's out of my hands so so
0: much at stake here i
3: and i really wish that that the CPS would listen to the teachers' union about this because they 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 really do care about the children and about the their safety and their own safety so that they can do their jobs.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Thanks for calling, Sarah and Arlene, uh, Susie. So mixed uh, responses there, right? Kind of like what we were discussing. Arlene bringing up the point of uh, being immunocompromised and and not being happy about uh, her grandchild possibly bringing the virus home.
2: Yeah, definitely, and and you know, you there are some of those students um, at school as well, and I, and I think that um, that is, you know, I heard from um, some kids who said, yeah, my my parents <laughs> said the change to to go mask optional. They said uh, their parents described it as stupid, and um, they they didn't agree with that. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of mixed opinions out there.
0: This is Reset. I am Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking about Chicago Public Schools first day of mask optional classes yesterday. The mask mandate had been in place since the pandemic began. And with us is WBEZ education reporter Susie Ahn. We're also taking your calls. So tell us if you are a CPS parent or you work in a school, we want to hear your opinion. We want to hear how you're feeling about this, if this is the right time, if you don't think it's uh, it should be happening yet, if it's too soon. Our number is 866-915-WBEZ. Again, 866 866- 915 WBEZ. Susie, you talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh Governor Pritzker as we know ended the statewide mandate um for schools back on the 28th of February. Remind us why CPS held out for two extra weeks.
2: Um well, of course we cannot forget about uh the beginning of the semester when um there was that disagreement between the district and the teachers union which um, ended up closing school for a few more days um, at the start of the semester. Um, and it was over the COVID mitigations. Uh, part of the agreement to get kids back, kids and teachers back in class, was universal masking for the rest of the school year. Yeah. Um, so that was definitely at, at play here. Um, CPS went ahead and and decided to go mask optional, Um you know, seeing what what happened statewide, and um, CPS also faced a challenge from um, the downstate attorney Tom uh, Devore, um, who who wanted to file um, uh, to temporarily block CPS's um, mask mandate, universal masking, mm-hmm. um, but withdrew that after you know CPS decided we're going to go optional. And for for CPS, it was sort of like, you know, what we we want to do this on our own terms. We don't want to have to be forced in this way to go mask optional. We're just, we're going to go ahead and do this, but we're going to do it on our own terms.
0: Yeah. You shared uh, vaccination rates at your child's school a little bit earlier, Susie, so did one of our callers. Do you have overall numbers about how many students are vaccinated at this point?
2: Um, I believe as of uh, March 7th, um, 49% of students district-wide are vaccinated. Um you know that's an improvement from uh about mid February when it was about 37%. So it's it's not more than half yet, yeah. but but things are moving.
0: Any disparities in those rates between uh, neighborhoods uh, or between the south and north sides, for instance?
2: Yes. Um uh my colleagues um did an analysis on that. We saw that um south and west side schools tend to have much lower rates. Um there are there are schools out there that um, have very low rates, uh, less than 10 percent.
0: Wow. And the teachers union, it's important to know they, they filed an unfair labor practice complaint against the district in response to dropping the the mask mandate. Is that right?
2: That's right. Um, they filed um, this unfair labor labor. I think they call it a charge with the um, Illinois Education Labor Relations Board. Uh, That is on the board's agenda for tomorrow. So we could see a decision come from that um, as early as tomorrow. The timeline of whether something, you know, what sort of action um, could possibly come from a possible decision that we're we're not so sure about that. Uh, But, you know, that that could be some more back and forth and um, that who knows, that could mean masks back on for everyone.
0: Right. The question is, like, could we see a judge reinstate the mandate?
2: It's possible. That is that is definitely an option. Um, But it's, you know, with with what we see with um, what what happened um, with legal challenges going through a circuit court an appellate court, the state Supreme Court, it's it's hard to know really if, um, you know, a, a labor dispute could change something.
0: Yeah. Let's jump back to the phones. Here's Elizabeth in Hyde Park. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. How are you feeling about everything? Well,
4: I'm an early childhood educator, and I was just calling to make the comment that with young children, especially who wear masks. and
0: We're oh, having trouble hearing you, Elizabeth. Let's see if we can get your phone line uh, better connected there. Uh, let's jump to Justin in the meantime. Hey, Justin.
1: Hello, uh, first-time caller. Great to be on. Oh, welcome.
0: I'm a CPS
1: parent. Yeah, thank you. I'm a CPS parent, and it's been frustrating for me and my family that the conversation around mask-wearing versus not is framed around being being a personal choice, uh, when it's not. It's a social courtesy. It's a social contract. Uh, It's akin to not wearing your muddy boots around in somebody else's house. And... Uh, To frame it as a personal choice opens up to majority rule. It opens up too much opportunity for kids in talking about schools to be picked on either for wearing a mask or being the only
0: ones not wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. So you say it's a social courtesy, not a choice. Interesting.
1: Not a personal choice. Not a personal choice. Because it doesn't only affect you.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for calling, Justin. I appreciate you shedding that light here. Um, And let's see if we can get back with Elizabeth in Hyde Park. Hi. Are you there, Yes, I'm here. Can Much you? better. So I heard that okay. you're an early educator, and then Hi. I lost you.
4: Right. an early childhood educator, and I was just going to say that I know it's it's very difficult because as early childhood educators, we have to rely on um, our our facial expressions to really help children to understand um, the tone and with their development. But now that kids have to wear masks and that teachers are choosing to wear masks. Children have to take a look at the eyes, like a closer look at the eyes of the teachers and and of their classmates to understand uh, expressions and even emotions. And so this is something that um, children of this generation um, are faced with in comparison to to what we all have had in the past as as far as access to each other's facial expressions. And it really is going to require um, more work on the teacher's part um, to, to implement best practice and to implement and, and to make sure that children are um, understanding their facial expressions underneath the mask mm-hmm. by looking at by reading the eyes.
0: So Elizabeth says there's still a way to connect with children who wear masks. Thanks for sharing that. Um, let's squeeze in one final caller. Here's Fletcher from Wicker Park.
1: Hi, great to be on. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Sure. What are your thoughts? We'll be brief. Uh, I'm Wicker Park, uh, divorced dad, two kids in TPS. Super excited about the optional mask policy. Both of my daughters, 10 and 8, are not wearing masks when they go to school. And I think disagree with Justin's prior comment. If you choose to have your children in the mask, so be it. I'm going to hopefully the rest of the city's opened up. Uh, we should have our children open up as well and have a, a completely filled smile uh, zone.
0: Thanks for calling, Fletcher. Susie, so we know that there are some caveats to this mask rollback. Uh, you know, masks are still strongly encouraged indoors. You know, they must be worn, you know, when you're visiting the nurse or if you've got some symptoms. What are you going to be watching for as this issue just continues to unfold in court and, you know, and play out in schools?
2: I mean, you know, one thing that we're always going to be watching for is, is just— um the rate right just the, the 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 rate of infection um but hopefully seeing the rate of vaccinations rise um and we we don't have too much more left in in the school year um so you know we're hoping that that, that this is going to be a good thing but we have seen in the past when mit- mitigations some mitigations lift yeah. sometimes you'll see a little bit of a bump so we'll be watching
0: for that that's WBEZ education reporter Susie on thank you susie